Well, guys, what's going on? I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Uh, good to see you guys. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and today we're going to talk about TJ Holmes. TJ Holmes is with Good Morning America, and right now TJ Holmes is being dragged through the mud. I'm going to go ahead and make some predictions about TJ Holmes' situation at Good Morning America. Uh, he was caught uh, allegedly having an affair with a co-host by the name of Amy Robach. And we're going to talk about the way the media is portraying TJ and his situation and his uh, his very personal decision in terms of who he sleeps with. Very different from the way they're portraying the uh, choices of the white women that he works with. And uh, and I'm going to make some predictions that this brother might be done. He might be gone. So I'll give you guys an up, uh, the latest update. Do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. We'll get started on DrBoyceTV.com right now. Here we are, clan, the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and I am here uh, with you guys uh, on a regular basis because uh, this is the platform for intelligent black people, and this is where we all hang out. Uh, shout out the city that you're from. Let me know which city you're from. Hey, Eddie Johnson. Hey, Felix. Uh, Deshaun Farad, my homeboy, he says, leaves, leaves him white women alone. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, I, I, you know what? Maybe TJ's thinking about that. I have no idea what, what's going on in his head. But I'll tell you what, right now, uh, TJ Holmes is in some big trouble. I don't know if you guys have seen what's been going on with TJ and uh, his whole situation with Good Morning America. But I'm going to kind of break this down. I'm going to actually read an article in page six uh, to tell you guys kind of what's been going on with TJ and how the media is starting to shape the TJ Holmes narrative as a black predatory narrative. Uh, this is similar to what they did with Ime Yudoka. Uh, it's a little bit similar. You can almost compare it to what happened with Tavis Smiley. And so uh, basically, uh, this is this is the blueprint, man. This is the blueprint. Remember, Black Wall Street got burned down. How many of y'all know Black Wall Street got burned down because of an interaction between a black man and a white woman? Did y'all know that? How many of y'all knew that? How many of y'all knew that? Yeah, so so this is this is nothing new. Uh, this is uh, something that has happened all throughout history, and uh, and America is going to show its true colors uh, in terms of how they react to uh, this uh, T.J. Holmes thing. So first thing before we begin, do me a favor: one, uh, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Number two, make sure you hit the notification bell. Very important, so you'll be notified when we go live. This is the platform for intelligent black people. We've reached almost a billion views uh, across our platform, so we're very proud of that. Uh, and it's independent black owned media. So if that's what you believe in and that's your thing, then hit that button. Uh, we're into black institution building. Third of all, I want to warn everybody, don't forget that there are um, fake voice Watkins accounts out there. So they'll hit you up in the chat sometimes and and try to get you in on their little stupid lie, you know, scam investments. So please be really careful. I don't want anybody to get hurt. Oh, and last, uh, don't forget this podcast is also on Spotify and Apple. So if you're riding in your Jeep and or you're a truck driver or something, you want to listen on your way to work or something, uh, we're also uh, wherever you get your podcast. You can find the Dr. Boyce Breakdown. Look for the Dr. Boyce Breakdown and you'll find us. Okay, so let's hop in here. How many of y'all have been following? Give me a yes or no. Yes or no in the chat. How many of you have been following this whole situation with TJ Holmes at Good Morning America and uh, this white lady, uh, Amy um, Robach, Robach, whatever her name is. I don't know her name. I don't care. Um, Amy Robach. I've been following this. Uh, give me a yes or no. Okay, so basically, just to summarize it real quick, and I'm going to read an article uh, from page six, and then I'm going to kind of give a Dr. Boyce breakdown on it so I can kind of tell you what I'm reading. I don't like to read what's on the lines. I read between the lines. I don't want to read what's on the surface. I like to go beneath the surface. And basically what's happened right now is that TJ, um, who's a great journalist, by the way, uh, TJ called me one day. I told you guys, I don't, I don't really call celebrities, but they call me every now and then. TJ was a celebrity that did reach out. Uh, years ago uh, when he was working at BET and we talked for a while and I really liked the guy and I think he's very intelligent. So uh, I really wish him the very best, but I'm going to say this. <sighs> why TJ? Lord, why? Lord Jesus, why? Now I know he's got that light skin, that green eye thing going on. I know some women like all that stuff, 
But man, buddy, oh, buddy, like Malcolm X used to say, the white man will sell you the liquor bottle and then he'll lock you up for being drunk. Can I get an amen in the chat? They will tempt your ass. They will pull. They will suck you in and then chew you up and spit you out. And uh, and so I would just say with, with TJ, you know, I mean, I'm not even judging. You know, he's a married man. Right. And a lot of people are going to judge that. And actually, this article, if you read the tone of this article, what you'll notice about this article is that they never would have written this article about a white woman and would have almost never written an article like this about a white man. Like literally, they, they would never write this article in this way about a white woman. So and I want you to listen with those ears. Um, the reason I say why is because, you know, the guy's a good looking man. Um, he could, I'm sure. Well, first of all, he, he's got a wife, right? Which means there's all there's a lot of rules that come with that, right? But then, dude, on your job, you got to sleep with a woman on your job. You can't wait till you get off work. Okay, let me just read this article. Hit the thumbs up button, please. Hit the thumbs up button. All right. So this is on page six. Now, page six is a new source, but they, they are on the gossipy side. But this tells me the direction that the, the media is probably going to go in the way they depict the TJ Holmes thing. And maybe I'm just seeing stuff, but this is what I expected. I told my wife this. My wife and I uh, did a uh, we, we have a show called Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia. And we did a pillow talk about this. And I said, I bet you that they're going to start a narrative that TJ is like the town predator. Uh, and that's what they're going to do. So first line of this article, tell me if y'all hear the bias. Give me a yes or no if you hear the bias here. Here's how the article starts. Y'all ready? TJ Holmes is an alleged serial cheater, right? That's the first, that's the first line of the article. TJ Holmes is an alleged serial cheater. They didn't say Amy Robach is a serial cheater or the Amy Robach is this, this, and this. They, they start with TJ Holmes. They said the Good Morning America host had at least one other alleged affair in addition to his relationships with co-host Amy Robach and producer Natasha Singh. More, multiple sources sell, tell page six. So they're lining him up with three women at his job that he allegedly slept with. Now, let me ask you this. Did they mention who Amy Robach has ever slept with? Did they go and investigate uh, this other person, Natasha Singh? Did they go investigate Natasha to say, hey, you've been you've been hoeing around like what you who you've been with? We spotted Natasha with this guy and that guy and that guy. And did they? they no, they, they didn't. They didn't do it. They, they're not researching her past. And the reason I say this article would never be written by a white woman. And tell me if I'm right. Tell me if you agree. If you were to go and talk about any white woman on TV anywhere. Even the skankiest of the skankiest out there. If you were to start by the article by talking about all the men she slept with, you would be, um, would you not, give me a yes or no, would you be perceived as um, as attacking the victim or blaming the victim? Like really, if they if they went out, now somebody says my sound is choppy. Can you guys hear me? Give me a yes or no if you can hear me okay. Um, I hope it's not choppy. Let, can you guys hear me okay? Uh, Marcella says it's a little choppy. I hope it's not. Let me check my settings. Now you got me all worried. Deshaun says, yes. Can y'all hear me okay? Am I coming through all right? Give me a yes. Let, let me know because I need to double check. I want to make sure I'm I'm not. Okay. She says I'm sounding choppy. It, it might be your connection, sister. It might be your connection. So let me get back to it. Okay. So 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 seriously, like, would that not be seen as, you know, slut shaming? That's that's the one of the terms they use, they like to use. But then really the bigger one would be victim blaming, right? It, it, even if she's engaged in some sort of consensual, consensual sex, the white woman typically is seen as the victim, and if it's with a black man, the black man is the predator. Uh, give me, tell me, uh, does anybody remember Ime Udoka? Ime Udoka with the Boston Celtics. Ime Udoka was a tall, handsome, wealthy man, just like T.J. Holmes, and the women were throwing it at him. And you know, come on now, we live in an equal society where women uh, like sex too. It ain't just the men. All these men that are getting it, getting it in and getting out there and doing their thing, a lot of them are doing it with a woman. And y'all know as well as I do that women can throw that stuff like a baseball. They will toss it <laughs> as fast as they can. So so why in the world do we have these narratives that Ime Udoka or a TJ Holmes or even go back, even with a Tavis Smiley, that they're somehow the predators in these consensual relationships? And then not one single one of those situations was a woman vilified in the media in the same way. Some would say, well, it's because, you know, Tavis was the boss and blah, blah, blah. But women want the boss. Women, ladies, do, do y'all want, when y'all want, when y'all choosing a man to sleep with, are y'all trying to sleep with the scrub that works in the mailroom? Are y'all trying to sleep with the janitor? 
Who are you trying to sleep with? If you're trying to sleep, would you rather sleep with the boss or the janitor? I mean, it looks and, and everything is the same. Do you want do you want the janitor? Or do you want the big boss? Do you want the, the guy in the mail room or do you want the CEO? Seriously. I mean, come on now. Come on now. You know, it, so so it really is just strange to me that in all these situations, it always ends up with this narrative that the black man is some sort of predator. And uh, and, and so let me just read more of this to you. I'm going to keep reading. It says multiple sources tell us that Holmes had a relationship with another staffer while working at the network and married to his wife, Marilee Feibig. So they're, they're establishing two narratives. One is T.J. Holmes is a, a big hoe and he's uh, he's he's. He's in his predator. He's using those those predatory green eyes, and and, and maybe some Denzel lip action, and, and walking around and hypnotizing women and making them sleep with him because women aren't capable of making their own decisions. He's he's just manipulating. He's sneaking it in. He's putting in the tip, and they don't even know it. And then the so the second narrative is that T.J. Holmes is a cheater. So that's four women that T.J. Holmes is being accused of victimizing. That's four. That's four. Three white women and his wife. Okay, let me keep going. They said, Reptral Holmes did not comment on the allegation. Page six reported last week that married co-anchors Holmes, 45, and Robot, 49, have left their partners after an alleged months-long affair, but that the pair were plagued by internal speculations for years. Going back as far as 2017 and were confronted by anchor Robin Roberts, who's probably sleeping with a lady. Um, I think she is. I think Robin Roberts has a wife or something. And, uh, and so anyway, page six also exclusively reported that Holmes also had a three year affair with Mary Good Morning America producer Singh that started in 2016. Uh, let's see here. Singh has since divorced and told us no comment when we reached out. Five Big found out about the affair in 2019 after discovering uh, several emails were told. So his wife found out that her husband uh, was uh, was doing his thing. And that's what it was. Right. Now, um, you know, I guess if you were to pick a victim, you'd have to say the wife, right? I mean, it's assuming that she wasn't doing her own thing. Like, we don't know what she was doing. But at the same time, um, it's probably very embarrassing for her, very hurtful for her. And uh, and really kind of a warning in a way. Um, you know, I, I see, I've seen scenarios where a woman will marry a very desirable man who has a long history of hoeing. And somehow you are convinced that he's going to be faithful to you when he's never been faithful to anyone his whole entire life. When he's never shown any interest whatsoever in monogamy, somehow you think you're going to convert him to monogamy like you like, like almost like trying to make a gay man go straight. You can't make a gay man go straight. You can't make a big hoe turn into a virgin or turn into a monk. It, it just doesn't work. I'm not saying that it's OK. I'm not saying that that's what people that's what should happen. But it's kind of interesting to me. We hear the same story over and over and over again. And so, um, you know, it's, it's it kind of comes with the territory. You have a man with lots of opportunity uh, who has lots of women coming at him on a regular basis, who has shown historically that he likes the ladies. He likes to get around. He likes to spread the love. Um, you know, I don't really know if I, you know, if I'm marrying, if I, if I was a woman marrying a man like that, I don't know what you would expect. And, you know, I, I think that maybe the narrative should be, uh, this is Uncle Boyce talking. Maybe the narrative is watch what people do, not just what people say. Look at their past, not just their future, right? <laughs> not their speculation of their future. Like, for example, I'm going to tell y'all my future. Here's my future. Y'all ready? You want me to tell you my future? My future is that I'm going to cut sugar out of my diet 100%. I'm going to uh, train and run uh, eight to 10 miles a day to get ready for a marathon. And I'm going to be at the gym consistently. And I'm going to have a body like the rock in about three years. And I'm going to make uh, an extra $50 million. Right. So that's my future. I could I could paint any future I want for you. And if you are caught up enough, if you're madly in love with me, then you will believe what I'm saying instead of looking at what I'm doing. I don't listen to what people say. I look at what they do. I don't listen to how they what they tell me they are. I look at what they actually are. And I think sometimes in love, we just get tricked. We kind of think, oh, well, you know, he's been he's had sex with 18,000 women, but I'm going to be the last one. <laughs> you know, like I don't know if that's so realistic, but love makes you a little bit crazy. So it's OK. We've all been a little crazy in love. It's all right. But just think about that, you know, and, and, and maybe she did. Maybe she was OK with it. maybe she just wants some money out of the divorce. I have no idea. But I just kind of think it's. um. It's a strange game that we play when it comes to these relationships, right? All right, so let me keep moving. Uh, let's see here. They said we're, we're told there are other issues as well. Oh, here's what. Here's, again, more of the T.J. Holmes is a predator narrative being created by media. This is going to be followed up. Other media outlets are going to go in this direction. Watch, mark my words on this. They said Holmes and Robach were taken off the air on Monday night or Monday in light of the news surrounding their alleged affair as well as the affair with Singh. 
Quote, TJ's cheating with ABC staffers was definitely one of the reasons why they were yanked off, says a source. It has become a distraction. ABC declined to comment on this alleged affair. We're told there were other issues as well. Dun, 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 dun. Watch, in, in the headlines, TJ's, they, TJ Holmes, when they put him on the cover of magazines, they're going to make his skin darker to make him look like he might be somebody that might break in your house. They're going to turn him to R. Kelly or something. Uh, they, they said, uh, and then somebody says, he's also a D-I-C-K. I'm not going to cuss here, but he's a D-I-C-K to producers. No one likes working with him, says the insider. He yells and has the biggest ego. So now TJ Holmes is guilty of at least three things. So there's three things that three labels that TJ Holmes is now receiving. One is he's a big old hoe. He just he's a predator. He 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 he's, he uh he what is it? Uh, he he takes advantage of women and and he schemes on them and hypnotizes them with them them sexy green eyes and Denzel lips and he just he mesmerizes them and they can't control themselves so they end up sleeping with him and they don't even know what happened. It's like a Bill Cosby drug or something. And number two, he's a cheater. He's, he's hurting his poor wife who's at home baking cookies and having babies or something, right? And the third thing, that the third label they're putting on TJ Holmes is that he um, he's just a prick. He has He's guilty of just being a complete asshole. Don't nobody want to be around him. He's a jerk. He's a terrible guy. Now, what do you think is going to happen? Pay attention now. I need y'all to listen here. Good Morning America is a show that makes millions of dollars because they have hosts that people actually like that's why they make their money their shows are so stupid i when i've been i've been on a ton of shows i don't think i was ever on good morning america except one time by accident i think they 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 interviewed me for some segment on something i don't even remember what it was but it was like a long time ago and my um my publicist would pitch my stuff for good morning america. i had a really good book it's on amazon it's called financial lovemaking that's perfect that would be great right? that's a great book for good morning america and i'm smart or whatever but even i i'm too much of an angry black man i don't fit that narrative. I, 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 they do shows about like, like baking sugar-free cookies and how to give eco-friendly Christmas gifts. Like, like they do things like that. And those are the types of shows they have. So Good Morning America, let me mark my words on this too. TJ's done with that show. He's gone. He's gone. He ain't coming back. If I, I tell you what, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Cause I like, I actually, when I talked to TJ, he was, he was a, Cool guy. We had a good conversation. I like him. He's smart. All that stuff. But I just don't see how they're going to be able, when they do the math, remember, Good Morning America is owned by ABC. ABC is owned by Disney. When the Disney executives do the math and they're looking down to figure out how profitable they think the show can be, do you really think that they're going to run with a black man who has been painted by the media as a hoeing, cheating asshole? You think that, no, that he's going to become the R. Kelly of morning television. That's what they're going to make him into. And they, and they even did it to a white man. What was that one guy uh, that was sleeping with the women because all the women liked him? Uh, what's, I forgot his name. But, you know, so 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 it's kind of ironic in a way. It's And, and men kind of do that to women. You know how you have the, the lady who's like the, the, the town hoe and, 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 she's, and she's like spreading the love to all the different men and all the men like her or whatever. And they're all like, come on, girl, give me some, give me some, give me some. And then after she gives it up to all of them, they all like, you a hoe. We don't like you because you a hoe. Maybe that's what they do to men too, right? Like, because you can't tell me all these women were forced. None of these women were forced to sleep with this man. He did nothing illegal. He did nothing in terms of, you know, um, of taking anything from anybody. They offered it up willingly because they were attracted to him. But for some reason, we have this society that has determined that to be some sort of a punishable crime, which is punishable by uh, termination. OK, that's kind of the world we live in. That's what it is. All right. So, by the way, do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Uh, thumbs up. Hit that notification bell. That's really important. Also, as you know, in the black business school, I don't I don't work for anybody. I don't, I don't work. I can't do white corporations. Not interested in that. Uh, so we run the black business school. And this is where we uh, have taught millions of black people how to buy stock, how to buy real estate, stuff like that. We are doing a free real estate event on multifamily property on Friday with Julian Gordon, who's really, really good. He controls millions of dollars in real estate. And uh, you can join us Friday night at eight. Just go to boycewalkins.com. That's my website. Or if you're on Instagram, hit the link in the bio. We get started Friday night at 8. Uh, also, uh, just a reminder, I have a new book out. I have to tell you guys about it. It's called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. It is basically a blueprint for black families that want to set codes of conduct and rules that will allow you to build wealth 
with the people that you love. And uh, we have to change the culture in order for our wealth to be built. We must embrace institution building, starting with our families. That's what this book is all about. I'm all about the black family. That's what I believe in. So you can find the book on Amazon. Feel free to do that. Or you can go to Dr. Boyce books, either one. All right. So uh, so so let's move on. So TJ Holmes. All right. So TJ Holmes, to me, um, I see him being put in the Ime Udoka category. Ime Udoka was with the Boston Celtics who slept with the lady. And then somehow they, they said nothing about they didn't release the lady's name, but they released his name, which right there was was incredibly strange and biased. Uh, you have Tavis Smiley. Uh, who kind of went through his situation, right, where he was, you know, again, guilty of, oh, my God, having sex. Uh, and then you had um, even some white guys kind of go through Charlie Rose and um, Matt Lauer. And uh, this is, I guess, the direction that the world is going. I I, I don't know. Um, I've always thought that who somebody sleeps with is their personal business. Um, I think that if this were a woman, I don't think we would be as quick. I can't think of any time where a woman has been labeled a predator for sleeping with people on her job. Even Cardi B has never been labeled as a predator. And she admitted to drugging men and setting them up to be sexually assaulted. Y'all remember that? Cardi B confessed that. She said that. That recording is out there. Go Google it. Cardi B confessing to drugging and raping men. Like she said she used to do this. And no one has ever tried to file charges. No one has ever tried to cancel her. No one has ever gone after her. But imagine if she were a man. Imagine if she were a dude who said, yeah, you know, back in the day when I was hungry for money, um, you know, I, I slipped a Mickey on some chicks and I, I, I went and got some. And then I got I took her took her wallet. I took her purse. Like, what do you think would happen to a man like that? What do you think would happen to a man? Like, he'd be done. He'd be absolutely done. So there's a clear gender bias here. And it's something I can't change. I can only tell you this. I only I, I talk to black people. It doesn't mean white people can't be here. Anybody could be here. We love everybody. But at the same time, I'm, I'm thinking about my community every day. And one of the things I'm telling you guys is that you got to warn your sons. You have to warn your sons. You have to warn your sons. <clears throat> my beautiful wife has a son who is, I'm his bonus dad. He has a biological father who is a, an amazing guy. And we all work together as a unit, as a team to raise these children. And this 19 year old young man is uh, incredibly handsome. He's six foot eight, six foot seven, something like that. He's super smart. And when we go places, we see the girls look up at him and smile. The white girls look up and smile. The black girls look up and smile. And I'm the one whispering in his ear, be careful, be very, very careful because people will offer you things and then that is nothing but a trap. Also, be careful when you go into corporate America. Uh, when, my, when I took that job at Syracuse University and I arrived on campus and I was hot shit, I was the only black person on, in the, on the planet, only African-American in the world to get a PhD in finance that year. And I um, was the highest paid person on the campus. And my father told me uh, when I went there, he said, don't you F nothing on that campus. Don't you sleep with nobody on that campus. And I just listened to my dad because I respect him. Well, about eight years later, there was another professor my same age. And I remember being on a panel with him. And I remember he was flirting with the graduate students and stuff. And I didn't flirt with nobody. I kept my I, I just, you know, I'm like, I ain't messing up my stuff for nobody. He, I remember him being very flirty with the grad students. and I, didn't, I don't care whatever people are doing. Well, it turns out that he was sleeping with uh, a student that was in his class and she was, uh, you know, legal of legal age. She was 24 uh, and a grad student. So it wasn't like totally sinister. It wasn't like he was, you know, robbing the cradle, but it was unethical. Right. Professors should not be sleeping with students, in my opinion. But it happens. It happens all the time. Uh, and um, and so anyway, after they broke up, the relationship ended seven months after that they she filed charges against him for sexual misconduct. I don't know what it was. I don't know what the misconduct was exactly. I just know that she filed some kind of sexual misconduct charges against him from something that allegedly happened months earlier that was completely unprovable. There was absolutely no evidence whatsoever from what I understand. And I remember the reputational damage that he took. I remember watching them put his just on a mere allegation. This See, this ain't nothing new. This, they've been doing this to black men for hundreds of years. Y'all think y'all live in an integrated society. No, you weren't integrated. You were you were occupied. You this is colonialism, damn it. This ain't no, you ain't got no damn equity. If this wasn't, if this was, if this wasn't wasn't colonialism, then why is it that you own less than one half of one percent of all the wealth? But you happy because you got invited to the party, but you really the damn mascot. You don't you don't own and control nothing in this society. So 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 that you think you live in this integrated fair society where as long as you vote for your favorite democrat, they, they put black lives matter flags up in your neighborhood that you're going to be that you're good. No. No. 
No, your sons are in danger. And it ain't just from the police. It ain't just from the cops. Your sons are in danger in a multitude of areas, and you got to prepare them for the entire game, not just make them scared of the police. I've interacted with lots of police and everything was fine. What I'm scared of is all the ways you can get trapped in this society, all the ways you can accidentally end up in prison because you was in the wrong place at the wrong time. All the guys out here that might shoot you because you slept with his baby's mama and he he trying to be a gangster. All the scenarios that might happen in corporate America where Becky is tossing the vagina at you on a regular basis and then you do what some men do which is you take her up on her offer and then next thing you know she's she gets to go back to be a merry had a little lamb and suddenly you become the big bad wolf and your black ass ain't got a job now and you spent four years in college two years getting your master's degree several years that you've dedicated to this corporation and now your career is done now, any place you apply is going to research you and find out that you were seen as the town predator because you could not have any form of sexual discipline or somebody made you think that it's time to get comfortable. When you get too comfortable, that's when they get you. That is when they get you, when you get too comfortable. So I'm not here to tell nobody, like, don't, you know, about like what race you sleep with and all that stuff. I'm just going to say, you know, there are people that believe that black men are in more danger when they're sleeping with women who are not black. And I do believe that. I do believe that. How many times do these things have to happen before we understand what kind of game you're actually playing? You know, T.J. Holmes is not if T.J. Holmes were a white woman, this article would never have been written. If T.J. Holmes were a white female, they would never write this article about him. They got this Negro where don't let him have nothing serious in his background because they're going to dig it up and they're going to bury this dude. He's going to be the most canceled Negro in America. And that, that's similar to what they did. Like you can you can go from being uh, admired and loved to vilify just like that. Look at Bill Cosby. Look at how fast Bill Cosby went from being America's favorite black man to being like literally lower than dirt. It was astonishing. Do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, if, if you haven't done that yet, please hit the notification bell. Hit the notification bell. You're watching DrBoysTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. We are on Spotify. We're on Apple and all the other places where podcasts are sold. And also, if you uh, since Christmas is coming, if you're interested in teaching wealth to your kids, which I believe everybody should, that's how you, your family gets ahead. You get an early start. Uh, BlackMillionairesOfTomorrow.com is our business school for children. Uh, we are teaching uh, thousands and thousands of kids the fundamentals of investing, stock markets, crypto, real estate, et cetera, entrepreneurship. Uh, and we do it in a way we do it with cartoons and uh, modules and self, self study exams. And your child can actually get a certification in those areas. So if that's of interest to you and you want to look for something to do with your kids over the holidays, uh, feel free to visit blackmillionairesoftomorrow.com and take a look. We're super proud of our children's program. Our kids have a financial literacy level that exceeds the average college educated adult. Uh, this comes from the things I used to teach my students at Syracuse University. I want all black people to know what they're learning at Syracuse, but I want our kids to learn it. 20 years earlier, 10, 15 years earlier, so that they're ahead of the curve. So they'll know how to play the economic game at a higher level. My goal is to make sure every black child is as good at economics as we are at football, basketball, and dancing. If we achieve that goal, then we'll be unstoppable. We'll become greater than Jewish people or anybody else. So blackmillionairesoftomorrow.com. Feel free to go take a look. All right. Now, um, so now let me read a little bit more of this article. We're talking about TJ Holmes at Good Morning America and his, his whole situation with Amy Robach. Uh, so they basically have said that TJ is uh, that he slept with three women in Good Morning America. He's been consistently, allegedly cheating on his wife. Uh, also, now they're 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 painting him as a bad person. I've seen this happen several times. I remember they did that to Terrell Owens when he played for the um, Philadelphia Eagles, and I remember Terrell doing a press conference where he had his little little Italian or Jewish uh, manager next to him, and he was apologizing to the press. And I remember him apologizing. I remember thinking, what is he apologizing for? Like, what is what's going on? Like, what did he he never broke the law from what I understood? He never did anything, uh, you know, egregiously bad. He didn't beat somebody up. I'm like, what is he apologizing for? He was literally apologizing. Some of y'all might remember if you're a sports fan, you remember that he was apologizing like a little kid. And I remember thinking, like, why is he? What did he do? He didn't do anything. Why did why is he apologizing? And black and, and black men are always apologizing. Van Jones, anybody see that? Van Jones was apologizing. He, he gave some speech at some fancy dinner on Wall Street. And this dude's up there like, on behalf of the black community, I'd like to apologize for our community silence over allowing an icon to degrade the Jewish community and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, first of all, Negro, get your monkey ass off that stage. Did nobody vote you to be the representative of all black people, Van? No disrespect, but I'm sorry, Van. That was tacky trifling as hell. I get it. 
They invited you to the Wall Street dinner, which means they probably paid you a grip of money to give that speech. Van probably got paid. I mean, believe me, I've been on the speaker circuit. I have seen big fat checks from being invited to speak. The, the, the money is fabulous. He probably got fifty dollars to $100,000 to be on that stage. God bless him for getting that bread. But at that point, shut up. Just keep our name out your mouth. You going up there apologize? What are you apologizing for? And you and, and they ain't never apologized. Do you know how much money they probably made from the slave trade alone? I mean, that's just one area. I'm still waiting on my apology for the damn slave trade and all the money you made in the slave trade. But that's also let's look at what they did to hip hop music and how badly they destroyed the black community. I'm not trying to start a war between groups or whatever. I'm not trying to do that, you know. But still. We know who owns these record labels and we know what kind of poison they have relentlessly poured on your children for the last several decades. They have been spitting out the most hateful, vile, terrible music, calling you the N-word in every other turn. And you're going to tell me about hate speech. No, no, no. You are the mass producers of hate speech. You disrespecting women, getting our kids addicted to drugs. You know how hard it is to get a 19-year-old kid off of drugs? You know how ruined his life is when he done started popping mollies and smoking and drinking and taking Percocets at the age of 16 because his favorite rapper has mass marketed this drug to millions of our kids? Just seriously, like to hell with you. Like Van Jones, it's embarrassing. It's truly embarrassing. Like, so, so just stop it, man. Like what you did was just, it, it was kind of pathetic. And I'm tired of seeing black men apologizing to people who should be apologizing to you. And also apologizing when you ain't did nothing. Seriously, it's, 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 it's just, no. So the real men in the community ain't apologizing for nothing. So um, my, I'm sorry, my slogan, my hashtag right now is no apologies. Put that hashtag in the chat if you agree. Feel free to do that. All right, so let me keep going. We're not going to stop talking about Van, but that really, that really upset me because I, I don't like that at all. It's so un, it's so biased and it's so unfair and it's so defeatist. It is so like us just admitting that we're the losing team. It's it, as a man, it should it should make you sad to have to constantly get on your knees and bow to another man like that. It should make you furious. You should you should rather be dead than to be walking around kissing another man's ass in that way. Men ain't supposed to live like that. So grow some damn balls. Stop being scared of people and stop getting them on, making them, letting them get you on your knees like that. That That's just sad. Stop that. Let me keep going. See, I'm getting upset now. All right. So let's read, let's read this article. Let's finish this article with TJ Holmes. ABC News President Kim Goodwin, a Godwin announced Monday during an internal call that the pair would not host their daily 1 p.m. show because their situation had become too much of an internal and external distraction. A source told Page Six that they don't believe the two are off for good. Uh, it just depends on what else comes out, they said. I told you, this is what ABC News is doing. They're sitting back and waiting to see what else comes out. But it's not about what else comes out. It's how is the public going to perceive this Negro after the scandal is done? We're going to do polls. We're going we're gonna to survey the audience and see how they feel about him. I don't think it's going to end well for TJ. I I don't know if the lady's going to keep her job or not. Maybe she'll be the victim. Maybe that'll make her like some kind of a hero or something. Uh, but TJ, I don't think TJ's coming back. That's just my, that's my prediction. Another insider says, quote, the affair was initially determined to be a personal matter and they did not violate company policy. After more developments, however, <laughs> the conversations went into a different direction on Monday. After more developments, it wasn't necessarily more developments, it's more revelations. So things that have happened that were beneath the surface are starting to come to light, but it's also public perception. Perception is everything. Perception becomes reality. ABC bosses were also not happy with Holmes and Robot's behavior, we hear. The pair had arrived to work that day after the news broke as a couple. Sources told us they felt no shame because they are consenting adults. Godwin said on the call that Holmes and Robot's alleged affair was not a violation of company policy, and they will be off the show as we figure this out. According to a source, Robach and Holmes were spotted canoodling in bars near ABC News back in May. She reportedly left her husband, Andrew Shue, in August. So this is where, see, now, now pay attention now. Listen to this. Like, this is slick. This is tiny. I, I don't think I'm reading too much into this. Okay, so the whole article, we spent time, the, the whole article spent all of his time vilifying TJ Holmes. He's, um, he's a big hoe. He's a cheater. Uh, and he's a prick. But then when they get to the white lady at the bottom of the article, they say, oh, and by the way, she left her husband uh, months ago. 
They they she left her husband. Uh, what what they said? They said um, she she reportedly left her husband Andrew Shue in August. So I think that they're letting the white woman run out the door. Like they're not Bonnie and Clyde. They're not gonna go down together. I fully suspect that they're gonna let her let her slide out the back door so they can just lynch him in a room all by himself. Like I think they're gonna separate the narrative. Her narrative will be. Oh my God, he hypnotized me with his his sexy green eyes and and just stole my vagina when I wasn't looking. And uh, and hit and but he's gonna be a bad guy. I think one more bomb. If they drop one more bomb on T.J. Holmes, they find out about one more woman or his wife. You know, like there's a story that comes out about his wife. You know, being depressed or or suicidal or something over the divorce or something else that comes out from producers who don't like him. He will be done. I don't think T.J. Holmes is gonna be back on Good Morning America. The lady, she's about a 50-50. TJ, I, I'd be stunned. I'd be absolutely stunned if they, with all the money on the line, remember, this show makes about $49 million a year on advertisements. I don't think they're going to put that on the line to continue to pay a guy who is seen as a predator. I don't think that works well on TV. But then again, maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I really hope I'm wrong. I'm not even, I told you, I, I, when I when I did talk to TJ that one time, and, you know, he did call me. We talked for about maybe 30 minutes. And I liked the guy. I really liked him. I thought he was super smart. I just think he's he made a, a horrible cardinal sin. I, I would say if you're talking to your sons, uh, I would give them that advice my father gave me. Tell your son, like, son, get get your, if you got to go get down with the women, go somewhere else. Like, don't shit where you eat. That's it. Like, don't, you know, they, they're, they're going to they're gonna lure you in. You're going to think everything's okay. And, and next thing you know, all it takes is somebody making one accusation all it takes is uh one violation of company policy one you know a couple acts of consensual whatever and next thing you know you've lost everything that you've worked for um and i really truly believe that every black man in america should know how to start his own business and get with other black men and start businesses i i just believe that that's a good way to stay safe um because i don't understand all the rules of corporate america i had my first internship i when i was um 19 i used to i used to want to grow up and become a white man one day like everybody else i used to want to grow up and become a white man by uh you know making good grades and going to college and getting my degrees and getting paid a lot of money and that was my dream when i was 19 because i didn't know how to have a better dream uh, and i thought that the world would tolerate me despite who i was as opposed to love me because of who i am and now i know better now i'm 51 i'm not 20 anymore but this is how i felt when i was 19. And over 19 and 20. And I got this dream job, this dream job, which is an oxymoron because you're not supposed to dream of labor. Labor is not a dream. A job is not a dream. It's just the, the biggest cage that you could possibly find. But a, a big cage is still a cage. OK, just understand that. So I got this dream job with General Electric, the aircraft engines division in Lynn, Massachusetts. They paid me a ton of money. They gave me a fancy apartment right in the middle of Boston. And I used to get on the train every morning and ride to this job with GE aircraft engines thinking I had a dream job. And my dream job was a complete, absolute nightmare. It was absolutely terrible. I worked for this lady named Mary, and she was the worst white woman ever. And she was mean, and she um, didn't explain anything to me. And I was constantly lost, and I was constantly bored. And I and then I had this so-called black mentor. They got some token Negro to be my my mentor. And he was this guy that would just preach at me, and he drove this raggedy hoopty car and would just talk down and talk down to me. And I didn't like him either. And I just remember walking away from that whole experience, saying, "My God, I, if this is the rest of my life, just shoot me right now." If this is the rest of my life, then just where is, you know, can I go to the Grand Canyon and just jump off the ledge? Because I don't want, this is not a dream anymore. And that was when I started dealing, sort of pursuing a different dream. My next dream was um, to be a professor because uh, professors, finance professors make a lot of money. We made the most money on the entire campus. When I got to Syracuse, I was the highest paid assistant or associate professor on campus. And I wasn't even an associate yet. You have to get tenure to be an associate. I made more money than every single assistant professor on campus and every single associate professor on campus. So that was pretty cool, right? Uh, so I knew that they made a lot of money. Um, and also I figured being a professor would give me more freedom, right? And I could actually learn new things and, and all this other stuff. And that was cool. That was kind of cool. But the thing that I also found was that when you're under someone else's institutional guise or you're under someone else's roof, they're always kind of poking at you. They're always kind of nudging you in one direction or the other. And, and, and I came in this environment and they had zero black professors at Syracuse in the business school when I got there. Zero. So I'm walking in. I'm literally being dropped in the middle of Baghdad. Like I was literally being dropped in the middle of like this place 
that I didn't understand. I didn't understand these people, these wine and cheese parties and the weird crap that they did. And they didn't understand me. I was a young black man, full of energy, full of brilliance. I was very intelligent. I wasn't no stupid guy. And, and they just couldn't. It was it created conflict. It created a lot of conflict. And 20 years later, when I look back, this is almost my 20th anniversary since I got my Ph.D. I think I got my doctorate 20 about, about 20 years ago this month. 20 years ago this month, I got my Ph.D. And as I reflect on that experience, I realized that even then, when I thought I had a bigger dream, that wasn't the biggest dream I could actually have. Um, I, 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 I learned that it's just not fun to be in a place where you're not wanted or where you're being tolerated, even if they're paying you a lot of money to do it, even if they're paying you lots of money. It's just not fun to be around people who can look at the very best of you and look at that as inferior. Like you're showing them the very best. You're showing your your genius or your greatness. And they're literally like, I don't like that. And it made me think about what, what happens to black boys in the public school system. Same thing. The same way I had this white lady boss at GE who didn't understand me, who kind of looked down on me and kind of made me feel like crap. Little boys go through the same damn thing with that little white teacher from the suburbs who doesn't understand black boys and she's actually afraid of them, except for when she wants to have sex with, with some black man, right? But for the most part, she's afraid of, 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 of black boys because they're going to turn into black men. She doesn't understand them. Um, I had a lot of energy and I was a smart little kid. And, uh, and, and I just remember that fight kind of happening my whole entire life. And that's when I realized that in order for me to really understand what it meant to be free and comfortable in my own skin, I had to do the hard work of actual institution building on my own. I had to leave that place and go create something that was mine. It was harder. It was more difficult, but it was so satisfying after putting in those years, putting in the work for several years. It's very satisfying to get up in the morning and do what you want to do and not have to ask anybody's permission. It's very satisfying to be 100% black all the time and never, ever, ever have to apologize for it. Who the hell I got to apologize to? Anybody paying my bills like that? You know, it, it, it's it's so, so, and, I, and as I think about it, it really comes down to um, having some degree of economic independence because the economics is where they control you. They control you from birth because nobody left you an inheritance or taught you anything about financial literacy. You don't have any businesses in your community you can go work for. You have no place to go that will protect you. So because you have no shelter, no economic shelter, you come into their house and then they where they clothe you and feed you, but then they treat you like crap. They abuse you the same way anybody would be abused when you are uh, when you when you are weak and vulnerable and have and, and show up with your hand out like a beggar. When you show up begging, ain't nobody gonna respect you as a beggar. You know, so you have to have some degree of power. You have to have something that is actually yours. So if I was to go back and redo my life from the age of 20, I would focus 100 percent of my time on investing my money, uh, learning how to make money in an independent fashion and developing institutional frameworks with with people that respect me and like me for who I am. I would literally be getting with my homeboys and some black women and be building businesses and putting all, every ounce of my labor would go toward building that business. Every nickel I made would go toward investing either in the business or in buying some assets, maybe real estate or some stocks or whatever. Everything I would do would be poured in that direction. I wouldn't even spend time trying to look for jobs because I don't think this U.S. economy is a good place for black people, especially black men. Companies like ABC, Disney, Good Morning America, they're all the same. Uh, they're all connected. They, uh, ABC is owned by Good, sorry, Good Morning is uh, owned by ABC, which is owned by uh, Disney. They don't hire a lot of black men. And then when they hire you, you have to fit in a certain box. And the minute you look like you're outside of that box, you're gone. So TJ Holmes has kind of stepped outside that box. And, uh, and if you do go that route, just be really careful. You need to live on pins and needles. Um, you know, I, I, I think that in, as black men in general, uh, I think that we have to really think about a lot of our assumptions when it comes to how we express our sexuality. I'm not judging anybody in terms of what they do or what they don't do, but I would say that a lack of sexual discipline has brought down nearly every great man. Any great man that's been brought down usually got brought down by sex. The four things that usually destroy a black man if he does not know how to control these things are sex, drugs, alcohol, and gambling. If any of those four things are out of control, it will probably ruin you. 
the sex, you know, because you're talking about diseases and babies, mamas and scandals and accusations and possibly going to prison. The drugs, because nobody wants to hang out with a drug addict and drugs are expensive and they take you out of your right mind and you end up doing stupid stuff. And the next thing you know, you're in prison for 20 years. Uh, alcohol, uh, because alcohol uh, will destroy you physically. It will make you act like an asshole. Your kids won't respect you. Uh, if you, you passed out in the front yard drunk every time you're supposed to go pick up your daughter, she's going to look at you like a bum. And then gambling, because once you get hooked on gambling, you end up losing all your money and you go so deep in debt that you can never get out of it. I've seen people that make 30000 a year end up $180,000 in debt with gambling. Next thing you know, they want to kill themselves because they can't break out of that cycle. So those four things you have to be real careful about. I'm not, I'm not saying don't participate. I'm saying be very mindful of that. And if you have a son, have him watch that part of the video so that he can at least know what's really out here. Because I think that one thing integration does to black people is it puts you to sleep. It makes you think that the world is safe when the world is not safe for black men. And, and the thing is that when they tell you it's not safe, they mislead you. They mislead you into thinking that your, your lack of safety comes from the fact that police are going to come get you, you know, come kill you. You know, I, I've heard black mothers say, I'm just so scared because, you know, my son, if he gets pulled over by a cop, a cop might hurt him and kill him, whatever. I understand that. Cops have done terrible things. We know this. My father, though, was a cop. I have been pulled over many, many times. I've never had a bad interaction with a cop. I'm not saying that that I'm not I'm not saying that this happens with everybody. I've seen bad interactions. I actually scratched. I had one weird interaction with two black cops in Baltimore that kept me in my car for a real long time and thought I was a drug dealer for some reason. So let me scratch that. So so cops, we know cops are not perfect for sure. However, do you understand that most of the time when I almost got killed, it was from another black man? It wasn't from a cop. I'm just telling you the honest to God truth. My homeboy got shot in the head in front of his daughter. It wasn't done by no cop. It was a, it was a black man that did that, um, you know. And uh, and then also, uh, there are so many other areas where black boys are in danger, and it's crazy to me that we think all those other places are safe. That's where they're going to get you. Even the school system ain't safe for black boys. Do you know how many black boys where they that they abort in the school system? And what I mean by I'm talking about like aborting their future. I'm talking about ruining their future. Like making them think they're stupid when they're really not, getting them hooked on drugs for uh, behavior disorders that really aren't behavior disorders. Seriously. And the only lot of defense a lot of times are the parents. You know, it should be a mother and a father, but sometimes it might just be the mama. My mother um, told a story. I'm going to share the story. Then I'm going to be, I'm not going to talk all night. But uh, my mother told me a story. She said, when I was five, me, when I was five, she said that um, there was a young white girl and she might be a true ally. She was a young liberal white girl who was a school teacher. And the white girl, you know, met with my mother and she said, uh, let me tell you about your son, Boyce. She said, um, he is very, very active in class. And um, and one day I wanted to play a trick on him. She said, so when, when I'm, whenever I'm teaching, he'll get up and walk around and he'll be talking and he'll be doing other stuff. So I wanted to embarrass him a little bit. So I did the stuff on the board and I just kept going and ignored him. And then she said, I, I knew I was going to trick him because I was going to ask him to repeat back everything I had just taught the other kids. And she said, so he got up and he's walking around and he's playing and crawling under the desk and all this other stuff. And I'm just going along. And then I asked Boyce to tell me everything that I had just said. And she said, you know, he repeated every single thing that I said. Like he literally heard everything, even though he was doing all this other stuff. And I'm still like that. Just that my wife, it drives my wife crazy. Like I'll be doing other stuff because my brain is moving so fast. So when the words are coming out, I'm like, I'm doing it things, but I'm hearing everything. Right. I still do that to this day. And she said, so I need to warn you. She said, your son is gifted. And she said, what's going to happen is when he gets in the school system, they're going to try to put him on medication. She said, do not let them put your son on medication. And I'll be damned if my mother and father did not have to fight that fight all through the school system. And imagine what would have happened if I had been put in special ed and put on meds as a kid. You think I'd be talking to you right now? Do you think I'd be sitting in front of you as Dr. Boyce Watkins? No, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. So what we have to understand is we got to protect our children and protect their genius. Because people who don't understand their genius or who don't have their best interests at heart 
will ruin some of your the greatest assets in your community. There are many, many young kids that could have been brilliant, could have been amazing, could have done awesome things, but they got caught by that system early, and then the system shaped them into something other than what they were. It turned it took a, a potential scholar and turned her into a bad bitch. Or it took some guy that was supposed to possibly be president of the United States and turned him into a thug, you know, or whatever. Or, or made him into a comedian when he was supposed to be a rocket scientist. That is what happens on a regular basis. So then when you're looking around your community, you're looking for people that are qualified and high, highly skilled and incredibly disciplined and carrying the flag for black people, you, you, you don't see as many as you should see because of all the traps that are out there that deflect from what your child is supposed to be. And, I, and so, so as you're raising the kid, I, I encourage you not just to protect their brilliance, but also when you're talking about that final destination, I told I told our son today, I said, man, if I was you, I would never go work for a corporation. I said, it sucks. You got to get up every day and be at work by a certain time. And somebody's telling you what to do. I said, I know 45 year old people that got to ask permission to go to the bathroom. I said that the, what I would do is put my energy into learning how to create the best business I can, raising some money. Get, all you got to do is get your bills paid. I mean, the difference between freedom and slavery for most people is about four or five thousand dollars a month. Literally, for most people, if they can make an extra four or five thousand a month and still stay home. They would do that and spend time with their kids. So the so I told him, I said, look, your job is I don't care what your profession is. You pick whatever you want. I said, but all you got to do is figure out how to make four or five thousand dollars a month without going to work for a white man. And then you get to live the rest of your life as a free black man. And that is something that money cannot buy. That is a type of happiness that you can't put a dollar bill on because black men die earlier because of the stress that they experience on the job. Black men literally hypertension, diabetes, strokes, heart disease, all that stuff is linked to microaggressions from racism. And the racism typically comes from what happens to you on your job. That's it. That's all I got to say. And uh, I, I'm done. So uh, Michelle says, <laughs> Dr. Boyce just be rambling random stories. I love him, but I ain't paying attention. Well, Michelle, you shouldn't be here. Why are you here, girl? You ain't got to be here. Get on out of here, Michelle. Don't make me block you, lady. I love you. I love you too, but you don't got to be in here making smart, elegy comments. Somebody's listening. If you were listening, if any of that benefited you, Give me a yes in the chat because Michelle just hurt my feelings and what she said wasn't right. And I know that sometimes I tell stories, but I'm sharing what's in my mind and what's in my experience because uh, I don't think anybody else is telling you these things. And so that's why I do it. And I know I know sometimes I'll keep going on and on. That's because God is telling me to keep talking and I'll be damned if I'm going to fucking stop because ain't nobody telling me what to do because I'm the boss up in here, period. All right. So anyway, let me get done. I'm going to get on out of here, guys. Thank you all for listening. It was wonderful talking to you today. Uh, don't forget, on Friday, we're doing a multifamily event, multifamily real estate, Julian Gordon, best in the game. You will love it. It's totally free. It's in the Black Business School. Just go to voicewalkins.com if you want to sign up. The link is right there at the top. Uh, number two, uh, my new book, I mentioned it earlier, The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. Feel free to grab a copy on Amazon. Um, I'm going to do a book tour in the spring, actually. Uh, I want to do launch parties in a few cities. Um, the cities on the list are right now are L.A., Houston, Chicago, Brooklyn, um, and a couple others. I can't remember all of them, but we get those, those are four. Philadelphia, I think that's five, and I think there's two more. I'll tell you guys later. So have a good night, everybody. God bless you. Thank you for listening. And uh, TJ Holmes, good luck, man. I, ho I hope that you keep your job. But I'm going to tell you, I'm rooting for you, but it ain't looking good, to be honest. I'll see you guys soon. Have a good day. Peace. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who got to delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Here we are.